When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said, cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Here we go, everybody. We are rocking and rolling our way into hour two of the RP Show. Apologize. Apologies to those watching on Game Plus television. Some technical issues there, I understand, but we are still jiving here on YouTube Live as uh, we reset in hour two. It is brought to you, of course, by... Great Western's Original 16 Beer. Original 16 Beers are found across Western Canada. And if you're lucky, there might even be one in your fridge. I know there are in ours in the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. That's where we find the moose here as we open up hour two. Uh, moose, how you doing, man? What uh, What's on your mind here as we set sail in hour two? Oh, boy. Um, I can tell you more exciting things are falling at our feet for our trip to Calgary. Uh, just in the last 30 minutes. Can't tell you more than that. I'll tell you after the show, and I'll tell all of you watching um, probably uh, Friday. But uh, more exciting things have happened and uh, more things on our to-do list in Calgary. Oh, good. Well, I'm very excited about that. But we can't belabor things in the post-show meeting because I got to go get a COVID test today. Because, as you just said, I'm returning to Canada. And uh, <clears throat> I do have a cold. It's the odd, I know, right? It's the odd thing about um, looking around when it's like 26, 27 degrees and sunny here in South Florida, and you're thinking, is it a summer cold? Is it a winter cold? What month is it? What right. season is it? You know? Yeah. Anyways, the breaking news on the day is that Connor McDavid will not play for the Edmonton Oilers tonight at the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, terrible news for the Oilers. And I don't know if you were, I don't, you probably weren't catching the end of hour one because of this news that you have, but Ryan Rashog just went on a <laughs> Twitter rant, really kind of ripping Dave Tippett for ripping Miko Koskinen. Have you followed what's gone on here in the last 24 hours with the orders that Koskinen went in a finished paper to defend himself. And I think threw shade at Tippett, my God, have things gone south in Edmonton fast. Well, and it's not about who's right and who's wrong and where the blame is. Usually when you have, fights like this internally it's because you're frustrated and things aren't going well and they're getting worse and tonight will be interesting to see you know winning can hide things for a little bit um but again it's just it's not a good situation the fans are upset the media is not happy the team's not happy they're not playing well it's gonna get it's getting ugly i think you get angrier when you don't see something like this Coming When the orders were junk for 10 years and what they've lovingly called the decade of darkness from 06 to 2016, you just expected them to be bad. Yeah. And this year they start, what were they, 9-1 and one and then 13-5, and five, best start in franchise history. And now this, 2-10-2, yeah, I can see why they're so upset. And this tonight doesn't help. By the way, Thomas Matthews is watching on YouTube. He says, thanks for all you do at the RP show for the CFL and Canadian football in general. Listening from London, Ontario. Hashtag Oski Wee Wee. How about that? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Thomas, for watching. Because without you, 
there would be no us. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in and says uh, the pressure is on Holland to find something. Yeah, but I think something should have been done long before now. That's the one missing piece that I don't understand, that they actually thought that Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen, and Stuart Skinner could get it done because a blind man could see that they're not, that they can't get it done. Yeah. Patrolman Pete writes in and says, from Winnipeg, he says, I guess the Flames owners should save up their money and build a new arena if the current one is that bad. And that's where I need to check out on the Flames arena discussion because I don't understand. You know how I operate. Penny saved, penny earned. You don't spend the money till the grain's in the bin. That's all my whole thing. When they were throwing money in the air in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s in Calgary, why didn't they put it into a new rink then? Probably because they're thinking, oh, the Saddledome was built in 86. It's a great arena, which it is. And all of a sudden, because Gary Bettman says this rink is the oldest in the NHL, which is actually fact. It's not just because Bettman says it, but he says this is substandard. And if you don't get a new rink, get a new rink or else, why do we have to listen to Gary? It's still a great facility, Darren. Like, is, is this the next step now? The, the uh, well, we're not, can't say Seattle Flames anymore. The Houston Flames? Is that the next step in this? It could be. I mean, at the end of the day, the NHL needs all of its franchises to make money. The more money they make, that's how you keep the business rolling. Um, eventually, if a team like Calgary or Winnipeg or Ottawa or, you know, you name it, any, any market doesn't generate revenue, then, yeah, you're going to have to look at, is there a better market to generate revenue? Um, is Calgary in that position? I don't know. I haven't looked close enough at what their books look like their attendance issues, if they're having them. Um, you'd have to look at that. Is the building a reason why people aren't showing up and why you're not getting enough fans in the building and not turning enough money and why players don't want to play there? And if that's becoming an issue and the other owners are like, we don't like to subsidize this, they're not pulling their weight, then Gary Bevan will say, okay, let's, let's explore Houston. Hey, guys, Moose here. When you're done listening to this podcast, you should check out Blindsided. The Players' Tribune has launched its first-ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show shares moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It's called Blindsided from the Players' Tribune. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. And they've already had guests that include Kevin Lowe of the Oilers, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. It's available now. The Players' Tribune launching its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided with Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. You can check it out now when you're done listening to this wherever you get your podcasts. How anybody is operating in any sense of normality in this COVID climate. The fact that they're even playing is a shock to me. And we're going to expect they're going to build a new arena? Like what? Interesting time for this to all happen. Anyways, sprinkling in viewer comments as we go. From Alan, the intern, the Asian sensation. He writes in on the 902 line. Why is it so bad to insult a taco? Because tacos have fillings too. (laughs) <laughs> Approved. It's not bad. I like it. It's not bad. What was the one from What was the one from Carlos in Indianapolis yesterday? It wasn't that great if I can't remember it. I know, and I wasn't on the air for it, so I missed it completely. Oh, Clark says he's got it. He's going to throw it up on the screen. This is from. Okay. Oh, he's going to put it in the comments, not on the screen. I don't think. Oh, Anyways, I see. We'll, we'll continue, and we'll. So I've got. 18 million windows open here right now. So if we get to it, we get to it. Wayne in Victoria, BC writes, and he says, it's going to be a shock for you next week in Calgary if it's anywhere near minus 30. Good luck and have fun in Calgary, my friend. Thank you, Wayne. But you, Darren, could have been a weatherman in another life, have looked at the uh, forecast, and it's actually looking quite acceptable. Uh, It's looking... Looking more than acceptable, Rod. I mean, we're going to go from minus 30. I think it's minus 25 on the weekend. And then all of a sudden, we're going to roll into Calgary, and it's going to get above zero, even as far as plus 10 or 12 Celsius. So it's like 
the weather gods are like, oh, Rod's coming to town. <clears throat> let's clear all this up here and let's make sure we roll out the red carpet and make sure it's nice and warm for your arrival. I have no idea what this announcement is or whatever this thing is that you have for us to do in Calgary, but I do know that we have a major, major, major announcement coming up from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. And I'm not going to, it pertains with us in partnership, but I'm not, I just think it's, we should be getting around to announcing that pretty soon. Maybe we'll do it next week when we're there. Um, Sounds good. Clark, can you open up the text line and throw the picture on the screen from Dale? He's watching in Winnipeg and he writes in and he says, Jeep camping with my son, Jack off the grid. Great show as always, by the way, happy new year all from Dale and Jack in Winnipeg. If you get a chance to open that up, clearly he's not camping in the winter because this is a summertime photo, but that is one gorgeous rig he's got. And uh, Clark says he's got it. So this just came in on the text line, the 902 text line, which I think we got to get sponsored. We got to get, it's not the taco time text line. Look at that thing. Woo. Can you zoom out on that, Clark, and just show that, are you able to zoom out and show that there's somewhere in the woods around Winnipeg? Yeah. As much as you can. That, that thing like is a beauty. A magazine photo. It's got all the lights on there. It's yep. like, and you get lost in the woods. Like, that's pretty cool. We could pull that thing up in front of me and that we could use that for lights instead of <laughs> what I got jigged here right now. But I'm telling you, yesterday I was in the parking lot at the mall. This happens all the time. You've seen it happen with Big Bird. And I came out yesterday and there was a note in my console with a tiny little rubber duck yep. tied to the note. And it said, hey, sweet Jeep. Um, you're now part of the South Florida Jeep Club. Put this photo on and hashtag blah, 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 blah. So pretty cool. Zach in Calgary says it's plus 12 on Monday. How about that? How awesome is that? Looking forward to it. It'll actually, um, it'll make for a great uh, mm -hmm. weather for another afternoon jaunt to, to Banff at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. By the way, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, it's the, it's the bracket final. We ran a bracket over the last week when we were off the air. Who's got the most annoying fan base in the National Hockey League? The two finalists were, not surprisingly, Montreal and Toronto. I have no argument on that. And running away on Twitter with 79% of the vote is the Toronto Maple Leafs, the most annoying fan base in the National Hockey League. I'd vote for them, and I'm surrounded by them on this show. The co-host, Darren DuPont, who's also the president, CEO, and owner, and producer Clark. And I, I'll just say this, if you want to bring... Darren back in. Oh, it is 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain. Oh. Pay attention to what you're thinking about, Darren. And walk through that opportunity portal, okay? I was Here's thinking my about take. being an annoying Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I don't know how I walked through that You are portal, one. But. You've already walked. You're through it. <laughs> um, anyways, here's, here's my take on that. Montreal Canadiens fans are annoying, but they know it and they don't care. And I got a hella lot of respect for that. Toronto Maple Leafs fans have no idea how annoying they are. They don't even think that they are, which makes them even more annoying. Like, I can respect I Montreal. They're like, we're crazy. You've been around a bunch of them, right? When oh, we yeah. went to the Stanley Cup final, you're in a house Tons. full of them. Yep. And they don't care. And I respect that. Can I, like, why do you think that you Leafs fans are the most annoying? Why do you um, think that it is? Why do you think you're perceived as the most annoying? I think because it's in everybody's face. I think that's the biggest thing. And it's a large fan base. We know that. I mean, obviously, Hockey Night in Canada had a lot to do with that. And being on television, being in the media has a lot to do with having a large fan base. So if you want a trick on how to get a big fan base, put your product out there to everybody. Um, but I think that's it. I think it's, it's because it's out there and it's like, we got to look at these guys again. We got to look at these guys. We got to hear from these guys again. We got to hear. And it becomes really annoying when it's shoved down your throat every day, um, especially when you're not a Leaf fan. So when every other Leaf, you know, if it was the Oilers that were on TV every single day and all, right, they would be the most annoying fan base. But I think it's because of volume and, and the amount that we see them. Yeah, so wrong. 
in typical annoying fashion, completely not self-aware of why you guys are annoying. It's because every single year, I see Clark saying it in his TikTok videos. This is our year. Every year. Approved. And you want to rub it in people's faces all year long when you're having a good regular season. Come on, you have to admit that you do. Well, you don't, but most of the other Leafs fans do. Yeah. And then when you do a face plant in the playoffs, you go cry in the corner. You don't even let us mock you. Well, that's an issue. That's what it every, is. That's an issue with every fan base. When you haven't won anything. You're not the Yankees. When you haven't won anything and you jump on other people when you win a little bit because you just want to have that upper hand because you see other teams that have won proudly wearing their championship merchandise and the rings and all that. And you want that. So you think being in first place at Christmas time is enough to be able to walk the walk. And it's not. It's a real long game. You have to actually win it at the end of the year in order to be able to stand at the top of the mountain and, and wear the gear and be proud and talk a little trash, which is why I, I hate post-game trash talk, right? But oh, I, know. I know I'm alone. John in Edmonton. John in Edmonton writes in, <clears throat> watching on YouTube, he says, when you're in Calgary, are you going to go to a Flames game, Hitman game, Roughneck game? Yeah, buddy. I'm going to do it all. Because that's my MO. I'm doing it here. I'm going to do it there. I can't wait. And I couldn't be happier with the way that Calgary's treating us. From BW, watching on YouTube. That's the initials. BW says, Calgary has the highest population of Americans outside of the USA. The flames are going nowhere. The Saddledome roof is the problem. There's concerts that can't set up oversized stages. And he writes 1111. Fair, but I hope he's right. I hope above all of that that the flames are going nowhere. But you you can see how it's going to become a, a, just a political football that already has been a, a political football. Is that football game politically over? You know what I mean? Like, where do we go from here? Or do we just sit there? Listen, Nassau County Coliseum rotted for decades until they got the place that they have now. Is that what's going to happen with the saddle? The team doesn't go anywhere unless the owners want to move them, which I don't think they're going to want to move them. I'm just kind of sitting here going, where do we go from here? You know? We can't have a single entity venue. You can't have a venue that's just there for hockey. It has to be multi-purpose in order to justify the cost and be, you know, important for the city and all of that. I struggle with it too because I'm like, look at from a business perspective, I get all of that. I'd like a different sized rink. I'd like a bigger roof. I'd like it to be more generalized so it can fit more things. But I'm like, it's like the last great arena, right? It's the last one that has character and has that uniqueness yep. and is so Calgary. People go up to the Calgary Tower and look around like, that's the Saddle Dome. Not there's a building and there's another building. It's like, that's so identifiable with Calgary. And it's like, I wish... We did more of that. I wish architecture was more of a passionate thing than just a practical thing. You know, I wish it was more passionate yeah. and more like it was. We're not gonna we're not gonna have that, and I understand that too. Jack in uh, Vulcan, Alberta, watching says Moose just told the CFL how to get fans in the stands. I don't know what he's referring to. Maybe I wasn't listening. Well, I might have to re-ask you how they to do that. Craig at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto says. Uh, you would think with petroleum headquarters in Calgary to fund the new arena and football stadium. Well, Craig, oil's kind of taken it in the grapes for the last 15 years, too. And like I say, when they were th throwing money and wiping their butt with it, they should have built a new rink then. And a football stadium is the flea on the elephant's ass out of the whole thing. They didn't do that either. Anyways, we'll just pause and come back with more. And by the way, coming up here in hour two, brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, Mo Egger of Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. 
Okay, we're back. And just ahead of bringing uh, the moose back in, here's the breaking news from this Wednesday in the form of a sports update. The Edmonton Oilers announced Wednesday morning that Captain Connor McDavid, forward Derek Ryan, and defenseman Tyson Berry have all entered the NHL's COVID-19 protocol before tonight's game against the Maple Leafs in Toronto. McDonald and Ryan were held out of practice Tuesday after returning positive tests as the team awaited results of further testing. McDavid had tested negative on Monday before playing in the Oilers' 4-1 loss against the Rangers in New York. The Oilers also placed uh, Nuge on injured reserve. He'd been out day-to-day since Saturday with an undisclosed injury. Uh, Goalie Mike Smith is set to return from an undisclosed injury, and he will start tonight. Mike Smith starting for the Oilers at Toronto tonight. Leafs center Austin Matthews told reporters he planned on playing tonight. After skating this morning, Matthews had been held out of Toronto's previous two practices for precautionary reasons, an abundance of caution, as they say, after testing positive for COVID-19 on a rapid antigen test on Monday. Uh, Elsewhere on the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks acquired forward Sam Lafferty in a trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins this morning in exchange for forward Alex Nylander. Lafferty is slated to join the slumping Blackhawks in Arizona. He has no goals and two assists in 10 games with the Pens this season. And Nylander has spent this season with Rockford of the American Hockey League. That's what we call a friends and family trade. Somebody wrote in here earlier, breaking news, Lafferty for Nylander. Nobody cares except for friends and family of the player in this trade. And the Tennessee Titans have moved closer to having the 2020 AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year back opening the 21-day window this morning for Derrick Henry to start practicing. Coach Mike Vrabel said Monday that a decision was expected by midweek on Henry's status, and that decision came this morning before practice that Henry had been activated. He turned 28 yesterday. He broke his right foot on Halloween and had surgery November 2nd to repair his fifth metatarsal. The sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and information. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. We bring the moose back in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And just on the, pardon me, Derrick Henry news, were you worried that you weren't going to see him for the rest of the year? Originally. Originally I was. And then, you know, you started seeing reports that he could be back sooner. This isn't going to be season ending. There's, uh, there's hope. As soon as they say there's hope he can return and it's a pain thing, he'll, I, I was more confident that he would come back. Um, did I expect him this soon? Probably not. Um, but it's good news. He's supposed to be, he's been running around. He's supposed to be on the field, I think, for practice today. And designated for return. I wouldn't expect him to play this weekend, even if he's activated. I would expect him to play in the playoffs. If they win this weekend, that'll give him two more weeks of rest because they'll earn the first round bye. Um, so it's, it's very exciting that Derrick Henry's poised to return. 902 text line is open, as you heard the lady say coming out of the break. Text Rod Peterson at 902-518-3033. John in Edmonton, who I may nickname the COVID police, has texted the 902 line and says, update, if you go to a game in Calgary, you can't eat or drink. Sorry, Rod. No food and drink consumption in seated audience settings or during intermissions in facilities with 500 plus attendees. Thank you, John. I'll sleep better tonight with that information. Um, Here's a story for you. Not assigning blame to anybody at all. As usual, I'm at fault. Okay. But last night at FLA Live Arena, I went down from the press box to visit my buddy Thad, who is the manager of the Beach House restaurant where we broadcast several live shows of the RP show. Thad, he's a beauty. And I got stopped by security. Uh Uh-oh, where are you going? And I said, I'm just going over here to visit my buddy. And he goes, let me see your pass. No problem. Pull my pass out, show him. He goes, uh, you're not supposed to be down here. So it's to stay in the press box. And I'm like, you know me, Darren. My mind moves one million miles a minute. Yes. I'm thinking nowhere. I'm thinking, not saying 
Nowhere on this pass does it say I have to stay in the press box. Nowhere. Secondarily thinking, you're the first guy all year that said that, but I didn't say. I didn't say any of it. So Thad texts me and he's like, ah, I saw you got stopped by security there. That sucks. So that happened last night. So note to people, when you end up in a brush with authority, just take it and zip it. There's your life lesson. How do you feel about that? That's a great life lesson. You know, in that moment, challenging him is not going to get you very far. You know, and when there's nobody in the rink last night, he's looking for something to do, right? So he was, he picked you out pretty quickly and uh, it's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to let you down here. Haven't had anything to do tonight. Hasn't been anybody to talk to. So this is my chance to uh, flex the security muscles and uh, just so happens he did that to you. Yeah, well, like I say, I didn't need to make an issue of it. I didn't need to have my pass revoked. Yeah. And I'll visit Thad at another time. Toronto running away with our poll uh, today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who is the most annoying fan base in the NHL? We ran a bracket over the Christmas holidays. The finalists were Toronto and Montreal, and Toronto continues to win by a landslide over 80% of the vote. They're so annoying, they don't even know why they're annoying. Like, there's proof right there. Uh, Don Mitchell watching on YouTube says, Toronto is the most annoying at everything that goes on there. Isn't that a fact? Uh, I've got a limit. Some people are writing in with 97 comments today. I'm, you're done. Can't. There are other people watching the show. I can't have it going back and forth. Ryan in Saratoga, New York writes in and he says, Taco Time is the RP show's authority in all things tacos, so it's best to listen to them when going to your local Taco Time location. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Listen, you're going to come with me to the Taco Time on 17th. That's where I used to go when I went to Mount Royal. Okay. Oddly enough, I'm sure it's still open. Stacy, watching from Access Television World Headquarters, says in the States, they spell R-P-T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Uh, not anymore, they don't. But they used to. I see a story coming out for the CFL fans. Here you go. I see a story coming out of 3downnation.com right now. I'd have to go find the headline of it. I, we're tagged in everything that Three Down posts, as you know, as you right. see it. Um, let me find it, by the way. I think it's the top article running. Because I, I have a take on this latest headline. This is today's news in the CFL. Wow. Elks offensive coordinator Stephen McAdoo doesn't comment on Nick Arbuckle as possible starting quarterback. And somewhere along the way... I think the headline is Nick Arbuckle. What the hell is it? Or Taylor. Let's just how my mind is not on the CFL right now. Okay. Taylor Cornelius set to make. Here it is. Elks quarterback Taylor Cornelius is scheduled to earn $275,000 less than Nick Arbuckle in 2022. That's the headline at three nation.com right now. Now, God bless the Edmonton media digging at Chris Jones and digging at Stephen McAdoo because the offensive staff, most of them were announced yesterday. What's he going to say? It's January. These aren't their quarterbacks. Right. Like, they, they're trying to pin down, the media is trying to pin down the brand newly named coaching staff at Edmonton in January who their starting quarterback's going to be in June. Do you see the flawed thinking here? Well, yeah, of course. It's obvious. I mean, you've got a new coaching staff who is given players. They have to evaluate those players, figure out who they want in those roles. We haven't even hit free agency yet. Right? I mean, it was different if this was, you know, a month and a half from now. We've gone through free agency, and they've made some moves. Then you can maybe start to ask the questions, oh, they've, this is who they've – looks like they've uh, appointed the starting quarterback. But it's, it's, it's too early for that. Zach Caleros is going to be a free agent, okay? Now, I can't see him getting away from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but Chris Jones signed him once. You know, what did Jones say last week? You can't win in the CFL without a quarterback. And listen, neither Nick Arbuckle nor Taylor Cornelius, who isn't even a household name in his own house, 
they are not proven in the Canadian Football League. So to sit here in January, knowing the way, why is it that people seem to forget how Chris Jones operates? On a yearly basis, they forget. Now, I remember when they came to Saskatchewan, they cut everybody. And they ended up getting rid of Durant and getting rid of everybody. And we're like, we're, listen, I, felt, I got sucked into this. I remember broadcasting a show from uh, the concourse at a Pats game, radio show. And I had John Murphy on, the assistant GM at the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, Murph, you don't have a quarterback. Murph's like, it's uh, February. It was 2017. They made it to the East Final with Kevin Glenn. Remember that? To the yeah, last minute of the East Final in Toronto with Kevin Glenn. So it's fake news time in the CFL. I'm so, I mean, yeah. Dunk and I argue over what fake news is, the meaning of it. And he actually got it right <coughs> pardon me battling a cold here moose a summer cold um i thought fake news was inventing news and i was the king of it right for years with the rough riders the king of right. it just giving you something to talk about on a slow day um but dunk's like no fake news is misleading news intentionally misleading news so this is not intentionally misleading news that 3downnation.com is putting out, but it's it's slow news. Whatever you want to call that. What do you call that? Tabloid news? Yeah, maybe. It's the same thing. It's, it's like, a little bit of the same. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just like, you know, we need something to talk about, so we'll find this, you know, and, and this will give you something to chew on and, um, we'll, we'll bring out something you can talk about. It's not wrong. It's real. It's true. It's, but it's not really that important today. <laughs> exactly. Well, another headline as I see that Chris Jones and new Edmonton, wait a minute, Chris Jones and new Edmonton coaching staff, not paying attention to outside noise. This is news. When have they ever? Yeah, Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're telling me to break, Moose, so I will see you uh, back for overtime, okay? You bet. All right. Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati, home of the AFC North champions, joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed oh yeah he's back time for more of the rod peterson show it's the RP Show, daytime sports talk, live on Game Plus Television Network across all 31 provinces and great, 10 provinces and 31 states, including the beautiful state of Ohio, <clears throat> live daily on YouTube and a 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Um, hey, I believe we got him uh, because we got we to gotta go to Cincinnati and bring in our guy, Mo Egger. The Bengals are the AFC North pennant winners for the first time since 2015. They knocked off yes. the Kansas City Chiefs on the weekend. Yes, 34-31. Hey, was that, Mo, the game, uh, clearly the game of the year. Was that the game of the decade for the Cincinnati Bengals in your mind? Uh, one of the most significant in the history of the franchise, and it was like the perfect storm of stuff, too. It was the opponent. It was the stakes. It was the crowd. It was the way in which they won. It was the weirdness of the last couple of minutes. It was some of the coaching decisions that were made. But I think more than anything, it was – I, I think uh, the results of two years of hype over Joe Burrow and what this offense can do and all of that manifesting itself against the team that has kind of been the standard setter in the AFC. Absolutely. By the way, pump the brakes. I like what you got going on there. You've been doing a lot of these interviews with that mic set up at ESPN 1530. <laughs> You're sounding tight, man. We uh, were in, so we just moved studios. I think the last time I talked with you, I was like in a closet. Uh, I was, I was like, like trying to find the best place where we didn't just have stuff everywhere. And so the TV behind me doesn't work yet, but the microphone does. <laughs> and, and after the last two weeks that we've had in this building, that is frankly a minor miracle. 
<laughs> Don't I know it. Mo, the viewers, by the way, the followers are saying the reason of the Bengals' success is the uniforms. They got yeah. long memories, these people. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, that's that's how you landed on my radar. That was that was the beginning of our, our friendship here, right? You uh, you went on and said, hey, the, uh, the Bengals are getting new uniforms. They're still going to suck. That's an exact quote. They're still going to suck. And so we took that and ran with it. I, I don't think there's any direct correlation between the uniforms and, and how well the team has played, but uh, I think they look sharper than they have. And on the field, they look better than they have. So I maybe you had something to do with it. Maybe maybe they should send you some AFC North Championship gear to so you can get rid of that money. Wouldn't that be something? Well, yeah. as I say, I may not always be right, but you'll always know what I'm thinking. I saw your poll the other day. Should Joe Burrow be sat down in the regular season finale? What were the results of that, Mo? I think about 70% say, yeah, he should be sat down. And, and about 25 minutes ago, he confirmed that he is not going to play. He's not going to play in the game against the Cleveland Browns. And and yeah, there's there's still the possibility. Look, at I got I got like a cord dangling here. That looks good, doesn't it? That's okay. Nothing best. Uh, here, let's do this. I, I, I tried. I, I tried to make sure that wasn't a thing, but you know what the hell. Uh, so he's not going to play, and yes, there's still an outside shot that they could uh, improve to the number one seed. They're going to need Kansas City to lose to a team with a losing record. They're going to need Tennessee to lose to a team with a losing record. They're going to need to beat the Browns, and and they're going to need some other stuff to happen as well—a Buffalo loss or a, or a New England loss. And so the chances of the Bengals elevating themselves to the number one seed in the AFC are really, really small. They're not large enough, I think, to risk. Uh, compromising what is their biggest asset. Their biggest asset is their health. They've been really lucky this year, both from a COVID standpoint, although that is starting to infiltrate the team a little bit, but from a pure sort of traditional, if you will, sports injury standpoint, they've they've been able to keep most of their main guys healthy. In, in 2005, the Bengals played a playoff game with a backup quarterback for all but two plays. They lost that football game. In 2015, they played with a backup quarterback against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost that football game. If ever there's a fan base that should understand the value in having your main guy, your starting quarterback available, that to me transcends who they play, where they play, when they play. The most important thing is to, as best as they can, keep their primary asset, which is their health intact, and keep their most important player on the field in the playoffs. And so by sitting Joe Burrow out on Sunday, by the way, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. They beat the Browns and Case Keenum with Brandon Allen, their backup quarterback. But at the end of the day, they're doing everything they can to protect Joe Burrow, and I think that's, that's the right move. The viewers want to know, Mo, how far you see the Bengals going. So they're in the playoffs. How far mm -hmm. has the S word been uh, brought up in your town? Has been and should be. Um, and look, I they will not be considered Super Bowl favorites. To me, that road goes through the Kansas City Chiefs, and and that should be the case. They've won this conference each of the last two years. Uh, they were an eyelash away from winning it the year prior. So you've got to figure out a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and that's going to be tough to do. It was tough to do for this team on on Sunday. But, man, when when you've got the a quarterback playing at the level that Joe Burrow has played these last two weeks, the sky really is the limit. And and the AFC, I'm not sure there's anybody who really terrifies you, right? Like, the Bills are formidable. I'm not sure they scare me. The Patriots are formidable. I'm not sure they scare me. The Titans are formidable. I don't think they're insurmountable. And you could apply this to the Raiders and to the Colts and to the Chargers or whoever else might make it. When you're getting high-end quarterback play and when you have the weaponry the Bengals have, I think they have a chance to be in every game. And, you know, does that mean they win every game? No, but I do think they have it in them to make a run. And, you know, people here will say, well, tap the brakes. They haven't won a playoff game since 1990. Let's take care of that first, and then we'll worry about, you know, winning a conference championship or playing in the Super Bowl or anything like that. But, you know, as, as, much, as, as much as the future for this franchise really seems to be bright, you simply don't know. You don't know what next year holds. You don't know what the future holds. You've got a shot now, and so I actually think it's pretty important for this franchise to take advantage of the shot they have. And I, I think from an offensive standpoint, they're equipped to do it. And, yes, they have flaws, but, you know, frankly, so does everybody in the AFC. You know, maybe if the Bengals do something, they start to get some notoriety because you never hear Zach Taylor's <laughs> name in the conversation for Coach of the Year. But I want to get your take on what he's done. Former Winnipeg Blue Bomber quarterback, 
Um, yeah. Not every day do you win the, <laughs> that black and blue division that they're in. What, what do you like about Zach Taylor, your head coach? Uh, I like the fact that when things were going really, really poorly, it felt like he maintained a really even keel. They, you know, I, I think you and I have talked about this. Those first two seasons, um, every conceivable factor that could conspire against a head coach did. From the timing with which he got the job to injuries to, you know, holdovers from the previous regime that never really wanted to play for him to Joe Burrow's injury last year to, to having a rookie quarterback in a COVID atmosphere. I mean, if it could go wrong, it did. And if it could work against Zach Taylor, it did. And yet I sort of felt like he did a pretty good job of keeping the team together. In those first two years, I never watched the Bengals and thought, well, it feels like they've tuned out their coach, or it feels like they've the coach has lost this team. They needed better players. They certainly in that first year needed a better quarterback. But I thought Zach did a pretty good job of of just sort of keeping things together to the best extent that he could. But at the end of the day, he was going to go into year three being evaluated by does he win football games? And the answer has been yes. And the primary reason why is Joe Burrow. Well, why did you hire Zach Taylor, a former quarterback, an offensive guy? You hired him because you might not have known that Joe Burrow was going to be the starting quarterback, but you know at some point they were going to be transitioning from Andy Dalton to someone else. And so to me, Zach Taylor was hired because you felt like he was the guy best equipped to turn the the franchise over to someone else and groom whoever someone else is. And so as much as Joe Burrow might be a great natural talent and as much as he might possess all the characteristics that you're looking for from a franchise quarterback, um, I think you have to I think you have to at least not ignore the role that coaching has had in that. And that, to me, starts and ends with Zach Taylor. By the way, this is a good look, isn't it? Like I got I like one flap up. I'm like Jeffrey Leonard, one flap down, one flap up. You're used to radio. Trust me, I get it. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> hey, my last one for you, Mo, is from Ryan. He's yeah. watching in Saratoga, New York. He says, "I'm curious to know Fix if Mo believes the Cincy Bear, if Mo believes the Cincy Bearcats can repeat their feats from this year and make the college football playoff as a member of the Big Twelve next season." Well, I don't know that the Big 12 is going to happen next season. They would like for it to. Chances are that uh, Big 12 membership will commence in 2023. So I think they're going to have at least one lame duck season in the American Athletic Conference, and and perhaps two, but it feels like 2023 is the year. Uh, I think it's awfully it's it's awfully tough to expect them next season to make the college football playoff. This 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 program has uh, the last couple of years enjoyed great continuity, same coach, same quarterback, same coordinators, a lot of the same guys coming back from year to year. That's all being disrupted. Uh, Their offensive coordinators off to LSU. Their special teams coordinators off to Notre Dame. Their quarterback is off to the NFL. Their best players are all off to the NFL or to graduation. And so uh, I think this is going to be a bit of a transition season. I would stop short of saying it's going to be a rebuild because the recruiting has been so good. But look at what they did this year. They went 13-0 and did what no other group of five school has done. Now, do I think they can use this season to put themselves in a place where they can hit the ground running in the Big 12 and be a factor in the Big 12? If the recruiting is as good as we think it has been, and if Luke Fickle is as good as we think he is, uh, then I think the answer is yes. But they've got a lot of uncertainty going into 2022, and that really hasn't been the case the last couple of years because at this time of year, in each of the last two years, and, and to a degree three years, I could tell you who the coordinators were going to be. I could tell you who the quarterback was going to be. I could tell you who some of the main guys were going to be. And you really can't do that right now. So this is going to be a challenging year, but this program is positioned for long-term success. And I do believe, especially without Oklahoma in the Big 12, I do believe this program can get back to a college football playoff in, in, in pretty short order. Love it. The alma mater of CFL greats, Zach Caleros. And Danny Barrett. <laughs> Mo, what's coming up on your show today? Bengals, Bengals, Bengals? Oh, pretty much wall-to-wall Bengals today. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's interesting. We've gone from all the hype over UC football and the, the, the college football playoff to now where we're all set. It's wall-to-wall Bengals. So we're obviously going to talk extensively about Joe Burrow not playing on Sunday. And, you know, we might even do the old, uh, well, who would you rather play sort of thing because that's sort of a staple of late regular season NFL uh, radio market. So we might do that today as well. Good for you, man. Enjoy it. Well, hey, happy new year. And uh, we're following closely. Thanks for the time, pal. You got it, man. Thanks so much. Good to see you.
Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. The Moose joins us back in the bunker when we return for overtime and taco time viewer takeover. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network available across the state of Ohio on the Buckeye cable system, YouTube live and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And the Moose. Always fun chatting with uh, Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 uh, Cincinnati. And by the way, Moose, as this is Taco Time viewer takeover uh, in this segment called Overtime, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the National Hockey League and the UFC. Kenny Gill writes in on the 902 text line. He's watching in Pittsburgh. He says, while watching my Bengals beat the Chiefs Sunday to win the AFC North, I kept hearing in my head Rod say, Chris Jones. <laughs> every time the Chiefs All-Pro made a play. Let's be honest. Every time you're watching the Chiefs and they talk about Chris Jones, you think about our Chris Jones, don't you? Oh, I yeah. know I do. Yeah. Uh, featured game tonight is an easy one. Um, obviously, it's Oilers Leafs. I, uh, I wanted to talk about the rock star of the day. Yesterday's rock star was Jeff Reinbold, by the way, just so you know, for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. And I'll tell you more about Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions in a moment. There you go. Good to supporters of ours. I think that it might very well today be Mo Egger. I'm not sure. But do you remember, did, did, did you see the Cincinnati Bengals moose having the season that they've had winning the AFC North, by the way? I mean, I obviously didn't. Uh, Rockstar of the day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, specializing in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Didn't see it coming. And it's going to be a fun NFL football playoff as we broadcast live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We'll have a lot of NFL talk to, to talk about out there. Look at that division. Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincy, right? That's the division. It coming into the season was supposed to be one of the uh, toughest divisions in football. It's still very competitive, but Pittsburgh, like league-leading defense, are one of the top defenses in the NFL. Um, they've got the sack leader trying to break the record in T.J. Watt next week. I thought they would be better, but their offense didn't hold up and didn't take a step forward. Um, Baltimore got out to a great start. And they were dangerous, but as Lamar Jackson broke down a little bit and teams figured him out, they've taken a step back. Cleveland... Feels like eons ago, but it was only a few months ago that they were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders or among the favorites. And they took a huge step backwards this year. Um, and they dealt with some, some issues. And then all of a sudden, Cincinnati just whoop, right up to the top. And we know it's the National Football League. Teams can turn around quickly. Didn't envision it to be this fast for Cincinnati. We knew they'd be better, but not this good. Jennifer, speaking of the Four Seasons, Jen down at the Four Seasons says, I'll be impressed if the Oil win tonight. I haven't heard who they're starting, but I hope it's Skinner. It's not. It's Mike Smith. So I'll say it again. Here it's a uh, spotty sports on tap tonight for the Tap Brewhouse and Liquor Store in that there aren't that many games. Oilers, Leafs, Blues, Penguins, and then postponed is the Islanders at Vancouver. And then you got the Raptors visiting the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Hashtag fear the deer. I think it's going to get sloppy. I think I saw the over-under from Bet Regal was five. Any time the order, five or 5.5, I think any time the orders are playing, you're betting the over. Now, that didn't happen the other night in New York. It was 4-1 Rangers, but. Yeah. With the Leafs, listen, we make fun of, of them. I bang on them, but they can score. Now, I could look up the even the over under what are you taking on the game tonight over whatever it is taking the over um <laughs> you know i think this will be really good for edmonton i could see a, a six, way that they, six okay six, still take the over. six sorry for bet regal yeah still taking it you know i think that i think it'll be like a five three game i think that the uh the oilers could be really good for them they could 
play really well, but if I'm betting, I'm probably betting the over, and I'm probably betting the Leafs. Rogers Sportsnet has the game nationally, and I'll see if they're carrying it down here on ESPN. Last minute, last minute of play in the RP show, episode number 467. Uh, Darren in Salt Lake City watching, he says, NFL seasons are a marathon, not a sprint. Hence the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers flameouts. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. John in Winnipeg. John Ohm. Rod, grab your goalie pads. The oil need you in net, bro. Uh, that's okay. Believe it or not, I didn't bring my goalie gear to Florida. Didn't think I'd need it. Oh, Although I have no. had invitations to play. Wow. So I'll bring it back. Uh, Moose, it's a hockey hotbed. We'll talk about that more another time. Thanks to Ryan Leslie and Mo Egg. A lot of laughs today, eh? A lot of smiles, a lot of spits and giggles. Moose, I'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. See you then. See you all tomorrow, everybody, here on Game Plus. I'm not this renegade rogue tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling you what's actually going on. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.